This story is based on the 1781 Zong massacre, where, due to a water shortage aboard the slave ship Zong, the crew threw 150 slaves overboard and tried to collect insurance money. The poem embedded in the text is Zong Number no. 14 by M. Nubrisse Philip. Zong is song. She drank sweat and blood for breakfast, washed it down with spit and a splash of urine from the man who was stuck on top of her. When it rained, water made her face cold. Cold water and dirt and urine washed down the ship's walls and into her mouth. Drink, grandmother's ghost told her. Drink or you will die. She tried not to drink, but day after day, clouds spilled rain. And even when she closed her mouth, she could taste it. The gods wanted to drown her. The gods would kill her if she didn't drink. Lying on her back, beneath and beside and on top of bodies, the girl measured time not in sunups and sundowns, but in long times and short times. A long time passed when the pink man led her and the other women into the sun and tightened their shackles and gave them wet rocks to suck. and locked them in the darkness again it was one long time before he would let them come out a short time passed when two pink men visited her in the dark and touched her chest and put something hard between her legs then they left and it was one very short time before they came back even before she could fall asleep they returned to do it again with more men she tried to cry out but her throat was too cracked Drink more if you're thirsty the ghost of her grandmother whispered and besides who would hear in the darkness all of the women cried out it was the closest thing they had to song once it rained and it kept raining three long times and seven short times it rained cleaning the entire ship until there was no more dirt to wash into her closed mouth until the water that ran off the wood was clean until she opened her lips to swallow it down at the end of the seventh short time a pink man grabbed her shackles and led her out of the darkness up the stairs to the top of the ship he said something and pushed her forward there was an old woman body in front of her and she crashed into the old woman's back tasting the bruises she licked the wet old woman they had the same bruises pink man said something again and the girl dared lift her face to the sky she opened her mouth rain water clean water a gift from her family who had died and persuaded the gods on her behalf drink whispered her grandmother's ghost and the old lady in front of her the gods will kill you if you don't drink She would never be done drinking. She drank and drank the cold rain water until her bones shivered and said, "Enough. Enough. We will melt if you drink any more." Then she wiped her mouth on her elbow and kept drinking. All around her people were crying and sucking the rain water from the sky. The water washed the dirt from their bodies and the people were black, black as the sky, black as fire, black as kings. Don't be greedy, said her grandmother's ghost. Don't drink too much. Save some. 
the girl drank a little more, and then the pink man yanked her by her shackles and shoved her back into the darkness where she was crushed against a hundred wet bodies. We're black as kings, she said, and laughed because her lips were not too dry to laugh. She had had fresh water. Kings, I am a king. A few men stomped their agreement. A woman, someone's mother, someone's wife, found her voice hiding in the darkness and she dug it up and started to sing. The girl had not had it before. The truth was, the ship sailed, the rains came, the loss arose. The truth is, but the girl joined in anyway. The ship sailed, the loss arose. Another girl stomped and shouted, the Negroes is, and then they were all stomping and singing, banging fists against wood. The truth was, the ship sailed, the rains came, the loss arose, the truth is, the ship sailed, the rains came, the loss arose, the negro is, the truth was. After one short time, the rain stopped. She had hoped it would last forever to watch the ship back to her village, where the pink man would turn black and beg for forgiveness. But the rain dried up. Now, when she opened her mouth, she tasted urine and dirt again. But she did not close her mouth. She might need it to sing one day. But the longer she had to wait for clean water, the harder it was to sing. The gods were distracted. Four and then eight and then twelve long times passed without any rain. Even the pink men were getting restless. They tugged on their shut collars and stopped giving her wet rocks to suck on. They stopped bringing her and the other bodies out of the darkness and into the sunlight. Everyone's urine dried up and her blood turned to powder. Crackling, burning sores grew on the inside of her mouth, making the smallest sound set fire to her throat. But sound was all she had left, and so she and all of the other bodies moaned, rolling around in the darkness. After six more long times, the screaming started. Nine pink men led two groups of women bodies and children bodies out of the darkness and up into the sunlight. Maybe they're getting water to drink, she thought, so I hope they choose me next. She waited and waited. The darkness turned to salt that scraped the back of her throat. Just as she was starting to fall asleep, someone shrieked, and then forty people shrieked, an army of crying. The pink men were shouting. Large thumps that were knocking someone to the floor. Save us, cried women's voices. Mother, father, uncle, aunt, they cried. We will see you soon. Then the pink men were yelling again, and the black men in the dark began to stomp their feet and rattle their chains, calling through cracked and bleeding lips, What's going on? What's happening up there? Splashes, more shrieking, crying, pink men shouting, black men shouting, and the whole ship lurched ominously to one side, threatening to tip itself over. She flattened her back against the wood. If the ship capsized and she drowned, at least there would be water. The ship righted itself. It did not capsize. She swallowed something like disappointment and waited in the dark for the women and children to come back, but they never did. A short time passed and then six men were on top of her, rougher than they'd ever been before. And they tore something and she bled and considered drinking the blood. Then they left. 
Someone kicked her side, but she didn't feel the pain. Instead, she slept and slept. After one long time, four pink men came down to the darkness and shouted at each other, walking around, shaking people. They left and came back with two more men. One of them grabbed her and hoisted her to her feet and knocked her down and yanked her up again. When she moaned, he dragged her outside by the collar. All of the women who were shackled to her came too. He dragged her on top of the ship. The sun shone so brightly that it made her nauseous. Her ribs hurt and the ship was rocking. Water. She saw water. Could she drink the ocean? The pink man did not shout this time. They spoke in low voices and did not look her in the eyes. They walked her to the edge of the ship. One man put his hand on her lower back instead of on her collar. She was in the front. Thirty or forty bodies were chained to her, but she was the only one who looked out over the edge of the ship. Down, down, down into the water. The slapping black water. The water said, I'm ready to swallow you. She looked at the pink man. His eyes were the color of the sky and she wanted to taste them. He grabbed her neck with a rough, hairy hand and pushed her head down so she had to look at the water. Was she still bleeding? Was she on her way home? One of the women, or perhaps it was her, lifted up the closest thing she could do to a song. She moaned and her grandmother's ghost whispered again, Drink or you will die.